tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hi guys, welcome back to the Foster's After Show on After Buzz TV. Tonight, we're going to be breaking down the finale episode called The End of the Beginning. As always, we want to hear from you. You can tweet at us using the hashtag ABTVF. Steffi G is on the mic. That stands for After Buzz TV Fosters. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes and leave us a comment there. Unfortunately, Hannah is not going to be with us tonight, but the crew is here, and it's okay. Fear not. I have two of the most magical unicorns in all of the world. Jillian Leff and Stephanie Georgie, welcome. Hi. Did you like my unicorn? I did. It's beautiful. Where y'all tweet from? Um, hey, I tweet from at Stephanie Georgie. I tweet from at Jillian Leff. And if you guys listen really closely, the theme song might sound a little bit different because it's a live performance from the actual singer-songwriter. In our studio. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, darn it. No, but she did, she did post a really adorable YouTube video with her and her son singing yeah. the song, and I just... The Foster's account retweeted it, so you can definitely check it out there, for sure, but... It's just, it's about a family, the show's about a family, the song is written by a mom with an adorable son. I was like crying at work today (laughs) after finding this video. It's been an emotional day for everybody. And for this episode, holy junk, I'm Jeffrey Masters. (laughs) Oh yeah, Jeff, where do you tweet from? Okay, now start it. Oh, Jeff Masters won. Um, um, is there a death in the family? We have to start there, right? Yes. We see a car crash and we see the words fatality. So... I live tweeted the episode last night yes. for you fans that followed along. Thank you so much again. I really enjoyed it. Hopefully, you know, all of us can sort of do that more a little bit week to week. Uh, I don't know what happened. I feel like maybe the fans think that Jake might. The fans have hope. They do. Lose it. And I don't. Well, I don't know. I. I, I don't know. I mean, Jake T. Austin, obviously, you, if you guys follow him on Twitter, he tweeted that he was making an official exit from the show. I don't know why he would say that if he was still on the show, but mm-hmm. I'm also confused as to why they didn't call out Jesus's name as the fatality. What were they holding on to? Do you guys have any theories behind that? I don't think that they would have said his name. I think that that's all that they would have had to report on the radio is just that there was one fatality, so she had to rush because it was that much of an accident. Um, but yeah, I guess he left too. I just, I just don't know why he posted that. Also, I mean, first of all, way to ruin it for all of us, and second of all, <laughs> I, it's just I, for it to end with the cliffhanger, not us knowing exactly who died, now just makes it matters worse because we know what we don't. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think that season finales are famous for cliffhangers, so mm-hmm. maybe it was intentional. I also wonder that this is happening, you know, like a couple months ago they shot this. Maybe at that point contract negotiations were still not finished. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we have to like give it a maybe so that we can go either direction. Um, I also think that maybe he was not supposed to tweet that, or maybe it was just like a fake out. Right. Yeah, a lot of the fans are calling it a bait and switch. I'm confused, honestly, because I know sort of like Steph didn't want to admit it, but I was sort of admitting all season that Jesus' storyline really wasn't heavily featured. We kind of felt like he was playing second fiddle to the rest of the cast. I mean, considering, you know, from 2A to 2B, he really wasn't there. And I think we all thought when the recruiter came that they were just going to write him off that way, which is fine. Yeah. But I'm kind of... If, if in fact, he is gone from the show, I mean, it's I, I'm, I'm sad to see what happens to the rest of the characters and sort yes. of the domino effect with them. Yes, exactly. But that overall cliffhanger of who dies, I felt like it was I was let down. I was let down also. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Why did that let you guys down? Well, because if, if he's not on the show anymore, you know, it, I feel like it would have been better if it was up in the air. Imagine, you know, having to wait two and, oh, and a half months you're... to find out who died. Right. Oh, because now we know because he tweeted that. Well, right. well, he tweeted it. I mean, some of the fans are still holding on, which like, God bless you guys. I'm you having know? flashbacks to like Justin Bieber 2003 when he tweeted out or like 13 where he tweeted out I'm retiring from music and then the next day his like documentary movie came out and people were like we have to see this movie it's hard because a lot I mean I work on an entertainment website and yeah. a, a lot of people picked up that news today yeah I mean, really, we go to social media. I mean, it's straight from the celebrities' mouths. Like, exactly. you know, no reps are involved. This, they're releasing their own stuff. So, I mean, I wish I could just like email Bradley. Hey, Bradley. Hey, so what's going on? Actually, I mean, I know you guys are watching the show. If you want to tweet at us right now, I mean, it'd be yeah, great. I, I just don't so know funny. that we can believe anything until like the season starts. Yeah, you know, yeah. things could change. It could have been a joke. He could like come back, and it could have been serious. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Or they maybe could have filmed him leaving with a recruiter. I, I have no idea. Something like that. Regardless, know. though, if he does die, this is going to be so sad because. I'm, I'm like so nervous for Mariana. Yeah. And me too. You know? Oh, I'm so nervous yeah. for her. And I, and I want to know how Lena and Steph are going to act having lost someone and then what that's going to do to Anna. And it's just going to mess things up and it just makes me sad. I just wish that they didn't, if he is off and they killed him off, man, too bad. He could have just gone to school, you know? Mm. But, yeah. but she's right though 100% his character did not have a very strong storyline this season I mean like do, I feel like it could have been a Lexi situation where he Skypes in a few times yeah. and, from boarding school yeah right. and I don't know like it, it like kills me because I love who Mariana has sort of become in this second half of the second season and I just feel like she already has so many issues mm-hmm and it's just going to bring everything to a head for her. And I hate to see someone, especially that age, and losing a twin. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. Because they have a that connection. Yeah. Right. Well, that's why I am. I'm curious to see if they do like deal with like this losing a child. Because then your entire life and the entire show becomes about that. Mm-hmm. Like rightfully so. Like that's the biggest thing that would happen. Like a parent, a child, anybody's life. Okay. And yet you can't actually make the whole show about that. Right. I don't think. You know, it's not like a chasing life thing. Yes. Exactly. No. You know, 
it, it's a show about like these characters and these families, and if they were to bring that into it, I think it would just change everything. And in order to do it justice, it would change it for like too long of a time mm-hmm. for the viewers, almost. No, understood, because th- that would be the focus. It'd yeah. be everyone's problem, and like you said, it, only because naturally, in real life, it would be that way. Yeah, that's not something so you get ha- over. Exactly, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't be able, unless they did like a fast-forward months later, yeah, Maybe yeah, then. you're right. But that's the only case. Otherwise, we'd have to genuinely see the transition between everyone grieving and then getting and sorry, and watching that grieving process like would be uh, this is going to sound horrible, but would be interesting for a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. But like to make it real, like it would need to be like you know a year, exactly. two years, yes. like just and we can't watch that as viewers. Well, yes. they, they moved on from. I mean, let's think about the grieving that they've already had on the show. You know, with Steph's dad, they oh, did okay. that for two episodes, and then with Frankie, they did that for. A few more episodes and sort of peppered her in. I just feel like Jesus as a character is so heavily connected to them, and I just I have no idea how they're going to deal with this, and it it breaks my heart. Like I don't know if I want to see that. Me neither. And it just breaks my because it's it's like very early. For them to lose someone, but just that household for them for someone to die for one of the kids because that's what this entire thing has been about. And for one, for just one of their children to die is just gonna be yeah. ridiculous. And then who knows what the grandparents are gonna do? And like now, it's even more characters that'll be involved with this because obviously they saw that, and it just makes me sad because Jesus was like he wanted to meet his cousins. Yeah. You know, you know what? Though? I think you had an interesting point saying that his storyline hasn't gone anywhere, yeah. um, and I agree with that. But I have to say, I really didn't notice because there's just so many other characters on the mm-hmm. show, and their storylines are so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like seeing seeing Mariana grow, seeing Callie's custody battle, seeing Jude, of course. Like I, I didn't feel like there was like a whole. I mean, I think that he sort sure. of had his time to shine. You know, they used him as a as a big device in the beginning. You yeah, know, he was like Lady the D. hunky, troubled. You know like it it was I think it brought a lot of people to watch that show because of him exactly and you know he had the Wizards of Waverly Place audience and people you know wanted to see him grow older and everything Mm -hmm. but it just it just breaks my heart and you know what this one moment it and and we both like got emotional when Brandon stopped playing the piano when they cut in between the crash and stuff's like he felt it. He I'm like, it. I bet you. Oh, I he bet felt you. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's no that's why I get so sad too, because I love how much we've seen Brandon's character grow. And like I've said from the beginning of the show, I'm like, I just want to see them get emotional about each other. Mm-hmm. Because they haven't and it's, it's very I don't know, just emotionless, if you will, but now that was just so perfect because he did feel it and I I I wanna say I wanna see them cry. Is that horrible to say? That is horrible to say. But like, just to actually see them grieve, like, what's going to happen? But it's just going to be really sad. Yeah, and also the looking at like the makeup of a show, like mm-hmm. character archetypes. JT Austin fulfills like the young hot guy to attract mm-hmm. those viewers. So if like he is out, they need to like bring in someone, be it like giving Matt more of a storyline, but somebody just to grab onto because like shows have these archetypes for a reason. Well, actually, yeah, I was true. I read a really sweet article about Hayden um, Byerly uh, today, and the headline was "Is Hayden Byerly the new Josh Hutcherson?" So who knows? Maybe Hayden, really? Hayden, and um. And Gavin, in, they'll they'll take over the heartthrob. Uh, they always did call Peta the like damsel in distress. No, it's, <laughs> it's like it's adorable. Like I, I mean, although Jake T. Austin is moving on from the show, I'm really happy with the rest of the characters and sort of yeah. the characters that we know are going to be back next season. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how that story advances. But it's just again, it's a loss that 
I don't think anybody's really ready to deal with. So I'm excited to see what happens on the pickup of next season and mm. how the fans react, right? And how we react. And it's our it's our first Foster's loss. You know, yeah. so th- because the, the, we finally Real, have gotten one hundred percent into the show. The show's developed. The characters are developed, and now we have to say goodbye. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. It'll be interesting. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we should move on to another big storyline of the yes. series. Okay. Callie's ongoing custody battle. This has been solved, mm-hmm. almost. But we're gonna give the assumption right. Callie is officially a Adams Foster yes. because Robert Quinn no longer um, is fighting to have her legally. Mm-hmm. He still wants her, but they had a really touching scene that you'll be my dad. Yeah. And that then was... it was ruined by the emancipation. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not really, because it brought light to many situations, I like think. how Robert Quinn doesn't want to be like his dad, which, by the way, sir, he was rude. I know. He was so rude. I mean, I, I guess... Uh-huh. Wise, but very rude. But very rude. Yeah. I mean, even... And Sophia has been only supportive of Callie. Right. She hasn't really shown a lick of jealousy. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. So for him to put those words into both of their mouths, yeah. I was like, no, excuse me. And, and to be perfectly honest, it was very disrespectful mm-hmm. at, like to a human being because, that, that, like he said, it's a young lady. Like, why would you speak that way? If you believe that she's not part of your family, then leave that discussion for family matters and not in yeah. front of her. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to hear, too, that this is Robert Quinn's ongoing battle for Callie's mom. This mm-hmm. is like their breaking up, their original breakup he was mad about, and this is like another way to get her back, you right. know, mm-hmm. the closest thing he can. Yeah, of course. Which is crazy, and that's so crazy that that story, the way he brought it up, how it wasn't, it wasn't something random. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how much in love Robert Quinn was in love, or with uh, Callie's mother. Yeah. So it just kind of validated the fact that that relationship was real, that even the father recognized it. Um, so now that we've seen sort of what happened, and, I mean, we, we don't know she's officially adopted, so there mm-hmm. could be more to come in season three, but I'm really hoping that this finally gets wrapped up. Now we can focus on the Brandon and Callie situation. Oh, Jillian. But, I, but I'm just... Guys. Uh, <laughs> well, no, now it's definitely going to hold off because I'm, try- I'm trying to figure out why Brandon was late. I wonder if, like, he had sex with Lou real quick. Or, no, no. Like, he really did just miss the bus and stuff. No, it was just second-guessing. Like, I don't want to do this. And the last now, moment, he said, yeah. She very well. She did the trick. But I, I love you. I mean... Did she say I love you? She said, yeah, I love you to him. Oh, I know. Lou. I said I love you, and she looked at him, and then he was like, oh, wait, I'm not trying to leave real quick. Kiss me. Lou is trouble. It was a hot kiss, though. Okay, wait, sorry. Just to wrap up the Cal storyline, oh, um, we did not get a resolution on Robert Quinn's TBD mistress. Oh, I yeah. Know. And when he said to um, Jill, his wife, I was like, I, you know, you've been everything to me, and I don't deserve you. And I was like, I guess not. Yeah. Apparently, you playing her, too, Yeesh. right now. That's so sad. You know, yeah. maybe it'll be a situation where Callie gets in the middle of that. You know, she catches... Possibly. She catches Robert in the mistress, and she's like, you need to do right to Jill. Right. Because <laughs> you know how Callie likes to do that. Yeah. It or she freaks out, and, yeah. you know. I think we saw the writing under the picture saying mistress, but mm-hmm. I don't... There was no confirmation that we right. have right now that it could have been anything. And it was weird. It was weird that they even did that, because, it, yes, the photos caused a fight between Steph and Lena, but what else did they do? It just show, it just showed distrust in their relationship. But what other you know we don't know what other device that was. Yeah. yeah, they've always been very smart though about like planting seeds of like the season 
next development for now. Exactly. Which yeah. I appreciate. Yeah. Me too, because then it then it actually is something once it happens. Yeah. It, like it plays an effect. Like it's more has more of a like a wow factor. Yeah, and it feels like an ongoing series in people's lives mm-hmm. versus like a procedural show where there's a crime in the beginning and a solution at the end. Yes, exactly. And it, also, it makes it more I, real. I also feel like the writers expect the audience to be somewhat intelligent. I feel like a lot of shows now they like beat something into the ground and here there's so many subtle nuances that you just get it and then it comes back and you remember. Like the only, the one thing I can think of is in the Christmas episode, the nameplates and then bringing that back we didn't even think that that was a thing. Right. You know, so how many more sort of Easter eggs right. have they dropped in there? We yeah. have no idea. Because, I mean, no mind idea. you, they probably have most of the storylines set, just not the dialogue written. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that they, yeah. have, they, they have, like, okay, this is what's going to happen for this episode, this episode, episode, and then they get the writers together. What are they going to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And I'm so happy how the way that they've developed. I really hope that Robert Quinn's character does stay indefinitely then, because that was so emotional for me. Like, that really broke my heart, him having to say goodbye, but Accepting it, and I'm just very proud of Callie's character for saying that she loved him. Yeah, I do, and she's like, you know what, you and Sophia, you're a part of me, and I can't deny that. He's been an ongoing positive influence in her life that has not left. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Not temporary, right? But and he's also showing a fight. It's someone else that's fighting for her. She's yeah. like, she's she knows what love is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd like to like the brief addressal of Sophia's um, personality disorder. Yes. Oh my gosh! So that's another thing. I love that they talked about it and how she said, "There's something wrong with me. This is not something that I." This is not something I can just forget. You know, this is me. And I I just, there are so many young people that are fighting with those disorders and they have no idea what's wrong. Absolutely. And it's nice to see on television, especially, that now they have, you know, Bailey Madison's character to relate to. It's like another thing. I was like tweeting so much out last night, like, this is amazing. Like, I wish I had this show when I was younger. Right? I know. So many things. I would have been too obsessed with the show if I was younger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's hard to like prove, like, you know, you break a leg and you like heal your ankle, you get on crutches, mm-hmm. which brings us to Mariana, but eventually. And then you get on crutches, it's something visible and tangible that you can see healing. Mm-hmm. Like mental illnesses, you know, they come and go and like at different varying effects. Okay. And it's chemical. Mm-hmm. You can't like track that with your naked eye. Absolutely. Yeah, that, so that was very interesting. And I guess, speaking of the girl on crutches, <laughs> the girl on fire, um, wow, that dance was fantastic. Dude, smart girls rock. These are all for you. Okay. Oh, sorry, they're all, I'm like, I, you know what, here, one what you- <laughs> All of them were to Julie, and I was like, I don't no, know. <laughs> I, I purposely said that Steph had to do the Twitter because I'm a huge Pretty Little Liars fan, and they're revealing who A is tonight, and I do not want to get on Twitter right now, yeah. so... And brief side note, um, Hannah is not like sick or anything. She's actually doing a live show for Pretty Little Liars tonight um, that they're filming and scheduling as such that, of course, it overlapped. Right. But yeah, um, anything interesting on there? Um, the Fosters at the Fosters Lover said they can't adopt Callie or the show will be boring. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right. Um, oh, we'll talk about Johnner in a little bit. Danielle. Um, no, we're not talking about Johnner, guys. Yeah. It's oh disgusting. <laughs> It's nasty. In defense, look at your knight in shiny armor right here. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. We're not doing it. Um, Everyone says, you know, Jesus cannot leave. 
Oh, I used really to, you know, sad. I used to be kind of homophobic, and I feel like I've—it's really taken me out of it. You know, I like—I can accept everyone, and I love everyone. Oh wait, you are we talking? Are we having really? the homophobic conversation? The, no, okay, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, really, whatever. We're, um, making We're making okay, jokes. But speaking of the talented children, mm-hmm. Mariana—that dance was killer. They programmed that amazingly with the help of Emma. Oh, cool. Brandon's piano. I was like, yo, bro, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Jeff Masters impression. <laughs> Um, Wait, you say Jif Masters? Jif. Oh, oh, Jif. Okay, I'm kidding. Jif. Right. Um, yeah, like wow. Mm-hmm. I, no, I, I loved it, and I just like, I love when mean girls get defeated by the nice girls. Yes, but you know what, Mariana's character, she's like kind of becoming like a badass. I really see her in season three being like on the cover of magazines. She and runs. She's gonna blow up. She runs the family. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. She She's le- she's finally level-headed. It's like she turned 15 and then grew up and just finally understood kind of how things are. Yeah. She's and like I a little it. Nancy Drew too. Like solving crimes on the side. Yeah. It's just hard because I again like I feel like if Jesus goes it's just it's just like ugh, it just I know. Someone else tweeted that um, I guess Mariana hates funerals. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but how how about a funeral burying your twin? Yeah, right? burying your twin. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I was saying earlier how it's, like, such a big deal to deal with on a show. And yet, the Fosters has never shied away from, like, massive issues. No, never. They break yeah. our hearts every week. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I also really appreciate, we're talking about how the writers are smart, um, that the dance team, led by Caitlin Carver, mm-hmm. one, and then Mariana's, both were really exceptional. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I hate these, like, high school shows where, like, they do, like, a musical performance, and the crowd goes, like, wild, and they're calling Juilliard, and you're like, I mean, it was it was cute. So, yeah. yeah. It wasn't great, but it was cute. Yeah. This was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was also, like, really smart. I've never seen anything like that. No, there. That one was so dope. And like, I I love dancing. My sister's a dancer. Like, I grew up always watching these dance routines. And mm-hmm. exactly what you said, Jeff. For being a show, it wasn't cor- like corny or anything like that. It was legitimately very well yeah. done. And just that whole the, um, oh my god, what is it called? The, the computer, digital, the digital one, one yeah. was mm-hmm. that was so the way that they implemented everything else in it, like just you know, and then the detaching of the bodies, yeah. it, was so, it put the little robot Topia to shame. Yeah, good, it was so cool, stupid girl, mean girls. <laughs> Don't the mean girls. Girl. <laughs> that being said, the other team had their long extension ponytail. I was like, I love hairography. <laughs> oh my god, no, Caitlin Carver's hair was no extension. That is that girl's. Wow. That is her own she hair. She just it was like hitting the ceiling. You're like, okay, stop. Which, by the way, I don't know if she's actually going to be back next season, only because. She has been like booking movies and other TV shows left and right. She's on a new pilot with Don Johnson, is it? I think she's his son. Oh, I don't know. Don somebody. I saw her on a Honda commercial. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Now it's it's good to see these people, you know, that that we sort of have like had in the studio and made a connection with each week, sort of like really blossoming, and, stuff, and yeah. it's it's awesome. Like I love it. Yeah. Um, this sounded so disingenuous, but yes, I agree. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were making a transition. I'm no, I mean, I was thinking about we it. We were all holding our breath. Go ahead. Yeah. We what do you want to talk about next? Um, this is a brief uh, topic that we want to spend like three seconds on. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever Mike, aka Danny Nucci, is on screen, do you guys not automatically think about the Titanic? Oh, every time he's on there, I'm like, Fabrizio, there you are. He (laughs) survived. Actually, I I came up with something last night. I mean, I don't know if I actually came up with it, but I'm going to let myself think I came up with it. (laughs) I'm really loving the Brandon and Mike scenes lately, so I think that we need to give them a ship name. I say it's um, Bike. (laughs) 
the ship name will be Bike. So use it, learn it, live it, love it. Hey. Ship bike because I love that their relationship is building. Me yes. too, so much. And Mike it. is stepping up. He wants to be a good father, yeah. and he's really doing a, a good job at trying. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm happy that the the drama is gone. Like yeah. they were, they had God. They had such an unbelievable dramatic relationship, and it just didn't need to happen. Brandon needs a dad in his life right now. He doesn't need to deal with all the other BS. So that's good. I'm glad that he's being supportive, and I'm so happy that uh, my. Mike was like, you know, that's a really great piece. Who's that, Chopin? And he's like, actually, it's a contemporary piece, and I composed it. Awesome. <sighs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, a Von Trapp family, here yeah. it comes. <laughs> Led by the Judicorn. Oh, here we are. Um, with his war paint. The, I loved that he called it that. Was that not perfect? That was amazing. It was as if like, he war paint. He did it like, you know, when people put it on their whatever, it was like, I'm going in. Sitting in the hospital Blue bed with Jude. Connor. I think the one thing I took away from Jude this episode was that I wish I had his confidence and fearlessness. Oh, God, I know. That's amazing. Talk about a friggin' cool kid. Like, I just, I love him as a character and who he is and standing up for himself and, and knowing that he is right. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what Connor's dad said, he is right in this situation. And, you know, I felt for Lena when she sort of tried to, you know, console him and say, you know, losing a friend. And Jude really didn't care. Yeah. He knew that he knew that he had a right to see Connor. Well, that's the re- I I that's why I'm so impressed by his character because he's so he's so understanding, he's so mature and above all respectful in the sense that he knew what was going on. Yeah. He just kept it a secret because he knew he knows how it affects others. Yeah. He's seen it before. And, and I think he wanted to be, process it himself. Right. But and but how how mature to process it that way? Just to give yourself time just to kind of let things happen the way that they have been and and then you know, just figuring it out on your own, just kind of um, diagnosing the situation. Yeah. And speaking of processing, you know, I think finally we got the processing from Connor's dad. Yes. That he, was also pretty sad. Finally, they said that because we know that that was the issue with him. I think that's an amazing line, too, that they had him say, which is like, I don't care if like anyone has a gay son. I care if it's my son, yes. which is like a very, I think, common thing. Yes. It's very, it's very real. real. Oh, my God. This show doing real things? No. <laughs> no yeah, so you're real. right. And it makes him so much more like two-dimensional, yes. three-dimensional yeah. than just like the, cl- the bigot. Yeah. Yeah, and and for him to open the door and then close it yeah. behind Jude, yes. I was like, oh my that god, that was so great. And oh my god, I was obsessed with um, Gab, uh, Connor's face when he just I saw know. him. And, and more than that, yes, because you know, can I just say that you know, kudos to Gavin for that because the way he did it was very. The, I mean, I hate. I don't want to use normal, but I'm saying like what you because we're so used to just seeing men and women relationships on on the show. Like it was so. It was endearing. the way you touched your it significant was other. Yeah. Exactly. It was, it was so, tender. It was, it was and, so tender. Yeah. It was the way you. T- and then he just grabbed and looked at it, and then he was just like wore paint, and but it was just understood. It was accepted. I love that, and I can't. I wonder what kind of conversations that they had. That <laughs> Jude was saying um, to Lena, you know, like it's not bad, and he he just cried because he's he told his dad. So yeah. they were fine having their secret, but I just think that it's good it's good for them to sort of air all of the laundry because, you know, Jude finally admitted that there was nobody in the tent. It was just him and Connor and we knew that as viewers, but it's it's nice for him to tell his, you know, parental figure about it and I just I, I just loved the nonverbal 
communication that they had mm-hmm. when they were finally together. Yes. Everything is okay for now. And I think that normal people experience that all the time, you know, regardless of what's happening in the world and everything can be chaotic, but if you're with that special person, everything's okay for that moment. It really is. And it yeah. was. And for, to hear Jude say, Connor's my boyfriend. OMG. This Twitter seer goes wild. Seriously. Yeah. No, that was so great. And now they're just, ha- you. the boys seem happy now. How, what a relief, you know? Nothing yeah. else matters. I mean, it's a long time coming, so it's, like, nice for them to, like, get it out. Yes. Yeah. And I love that in the previews today that we saw that first uh, scene when Connor painted his nails for Jude, how little they both were. Oh, my God. I don't know if we mentioned it when Hayden was here, like, three weeks ago, but he's a giant now. He's, oh, like, 5'8". Yeah. He's taller than me. He's all of us, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's, like, one of the exciting parts about having young actors on TV yes, shows, like, seeing them grow yeah. up. Yeah, I I really liked too um, Lena's line of convincing Connor's father that not that like you need to let my son Jude see Connor. It's like you can do what you want, but it's going to be somebody else's son. Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to yeah. stop all the other boys? Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. she was just trying to say like, I get that you right now, but you need to just accept the fact that your son did come out to you, and you need to love and him deal and embrace with it now. him. Exactly. A Absolutely. fan actually tweeted something really funny about the Taylor's character, like. Taylor in the other room, like doing a victory cheer, like my plan has finally <laughs> right? worked. Like, oh, I know. like I was like, oh my she god. She was like, I knew it before they both knew it. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness this is finally out. Yeah. No what I don't know if they're alluding to it with Jude or not, but every time that he has something big to process and deal with, he kind of goes silent. Mm-hmm. And each time I think that he's like leading up to his like big silence again. Remember when he didn't oh, talk yeah. for an episode? I think like that a few episodes. Yeah. I think that he just couldn't learn his lines. And they were like, fine. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. I just always think that they're like leading up to that where he is like he can't deal with it and he just goes silent again. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But well, I like seeing, like, I don't know if it's intentional, but I like seeing, like, flashes of that. Yes. Well, you know what? Now that their relationship is sort of out to everyone, it's now, we're now going to be dealing with the school's reaction to mm-hmm. it if they decide to reveal to the rest of Anger Beach that they are in a relationship. And obviously, you know, how high school kill kids deal with things like that, because unfortunately, it's not as widely accepted as it should be. Right. And I. I'm curious to see how they're going to handle that on the show because I know that that's another huge topic that yeah. Lena and Steph have talked about dealing with themselves. But to see a younger character go through that, I think that that's something that we can look, not look forward to, but that we can see in their storyline in the next episode. And then normal relationship stuff, you know, yeah. fights and things that everyone goes through because they're a couple now and right. and I love it. I'm excited we're, to see their journey. Exactly. We're definitely going to just see them just hanging out all the time. Yeah. Doing things together. Yeah. Connor's going to be over for dinner and it's going to be really nice. A lot of what's been going on. Right. And yeah. yet now they're boyfriends. And that I think is like the really brilliant part of how this relationship progressed. Mm-hmm. It was friends. It's experimenting. It's uh, just like progressing of the friendship to a relationship. Mm-hmm. And they got a kiss which like made TV history and all this before they gave the label boyfriend and I'm gay. Yeah. Which I think makes it more acceptable for people like Connor's father watching the show. Mm -hmm. They can, like, learn to love these characters and then see it happen, and then their minds are changed. First, it's, like, coming out and being like, these are gay characters, and you say, fine, I don't want to see them. Right, okay. They're just people. Like, we were made to like them before you could even dare to say you did Exactly, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, like, a benefit from younger characters. Oh, it is. And for being on a 
dope show like The Fosters. Yay, Johnner. Yas. Yas, Johnner, yas. Okay, guys. This show was a really slow burn of like beautiful, nice moments in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then we got a lot more details, like the car crash, and then, of course, ongoing Anna's baby drama. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have some questions. Where are y'all at the point? Where do you think? What do you think is going to happen to the child? I I agree with Jesus when he says that everyone is keeping the baby because of you, Mariana. I hope I hope they don't keep the baby because Lena can't handle that right now. She just can't like get out of here, you know, with the way like with all her feelings. I mean, I, I understand yeah. her. I'm not trying to say that it's like she's being ridiculous, but it's just doing too much. And I 100% understand the grandparents like seeing their two grandchildren and, and knowing like that's guilt. Like it doesn't at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many years, it doesn't matter how well they're raised. It's your blood. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you come from a family like that, where, you, where they're so close to all of their grandchildren, of course that's going to hurt, and of course that they wouldn't want that. Do you think that the grandfather? grandmother was alluding to that family being like raised by two moms or is it just like that family being any other family but our daughter actually I know I remember when you said that it was like um, a, a red flag with like a very small one though right because she emphasized that that family I don't know it could be the only reason why I would think it would be is because typically I guess that's what a, an older Latina woman would think or I would say just a, I probably just a family that isn't theirs okay well Anna was just in a car crash, so we really don't know what happens. I hope that she doesn't lose the baby. Um, I hope that she doesn't lose her own life, because sometimes, you know, she was in labor, or she felt like she was in labor, so... If she wasn't actually in labor, she was in distress in some way. I never thought if she might lose the baby. Yeah, so, I mean, especially, I mean, like, when you're when you're that pregnant, and we don't know how far along she is exactly, I think that they had said that she was going to live in the house for six weeks. Mm. So maybe there was, maybe there's, you know, a month until she gives birth or a month and a half. I mean, I, I don't know what, I don't know what they could do. I don't know how you could just come out of that and be okay. And even though the impact was on Jesus's side, and another thing, it doesn't even look like Mariana was wearing a seatbelt. That's what, that's the first thing I noticed because she, she was out, she was looking at Anna. Yeah, and and I and at first I thought right. oh, maybe it's like a camera thing how they just had her sit in sit in the center and you know a lot of those old cars they have the center bands that just wrap yeah. around your mm-hmm. waist and maybe you know she did what I did when I was younger like loosen it all the way so I could like sit up and talk to my mom exactly. <laughs> um, and be annoying always talking yeah always talking <laughs> like so I I mean I don't know again like thank God I, I was nervous that she was gonna like go flying further than she did the way that they showed it to us. It just seems like Anna got the least of it, but but we have no idea, right? Because the twins, the impact came from the twin side. I think passenger side. Yeah, me. I think that um, observation about Mariana and the seatbelt is a very good one. Yeah, I do. I also think that we're all in agreement in saying that this show would never kill off Mariana. Right. <laughs> but like, imagine if she got hurt so bad that she could never dance again. Right. Oh my god, she would be just like the brain in the wheelchair. But oh, but like no. but I don't know like are, is that something they're going to bring in? We have no idea. But when you're in an, an accident like that, and they even said in this episode like, oh my my son's old beat up Volvo, my car is oh. in the shop. So it's not the best car. That was Lena though that said that. that. Yeah, that was. Oh, but it could be. Oh, it, it, I mean, they could. Have, yeah, they could have. I was just thinking, you know, 
I was just thinking that. Oh, and then Brandon didn't have it. He had the bus. Oh, well, they had it there. Oh, yeah. you're right. Oh, yeah. yeah, so Lena drove the Volvo there, and then she drove with Steph to the courthouse while Anna took yeah. Jesus and Maria. Yeah. I mean, car accidents and airbags are not good for pregnant women. No. I didn't even see airbags go off. Did you? I just no. saw glass I just everywhere. Saw glass, yeah. I know, I'm just thinking like after the fact. I have no yeah. idea. It's, it's scary. It's so. I'm gonna be. That's gonna be so sad if Jesus dies. I, and I know that it yeah. is, but I know that's gonna happen. But I'm just saying. And I'm more so not because it's Jake T. Austin, but because <laughs> of the actual storyline. Like yeah. it could be that I know that nothing like replaces a, when you lose a child, but it could be that like this pregnant lady with like your child's. Like half his DNA could be a good replacement to like help curve that. Well, right. You know, because I could. What if Lena gets so she'll be so even more hurt? Yeah, and, and she like wants this baby. Exactly. Yeah. Also, they haven't signed any papers yet, so I, I feel like that's going to be another thing. Like maybe the grandparents will fight to to keep the baby. I have no idea. But then, besides what happened to Anna, and and that storyline is completely up in the air. Can we talk about the kiss between Monty and Lena? Because that's a whole other thing that we have. That's another level of Steph and Lena's relationship. Oh, what do you got, Steph? Okay, they tweeted um, something from Bradley. All of us at the Fosters wish Jake the very best, but we are still a family. And as I said, not everything is what it seems on the Fosters. Yeah, see, I don't know if they would do I, I think it's up in the air. I think it's what we said. I think it's up in the air, and I also think that whatever it is, they don't want to tell us right now. Yes. Because we got to tune in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry, but yes, the kiss. Yeah, the kiss. So Monty kisses Lena. Mm Mm-hmm. In the most awkward kiss of all time. Monty's like on the couch, the way I sit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I am Monty. We are all Monty. Um, (laughs) Lena doesn't... The reaction was, like, not there. I think she was shocked. I mean, like... That's her girlfriend. Like they, they like gab and talk, and and I, they've built a really amazing relationship so have, far. But, that's friends. But it was Monty coming on to Lena. It wasn't Lena coming on to Monty. Yeah. And I think it's always been that way. Yes. we've gotten a weird vibe for Monty, Monty as soon from as the beginning. Oh, yeah. Homegirl's first scene. Yes. Like yes. I think Sherry Sam is beautiful, but I would never look at her the way that Monty looks at her. Oh, she, I like, look at her like that. Her. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but that—that's I know that totally happened. And whatever, I like Lena's reaction when she gave her the kiss because she backed up and she's like, "Damn it!" So this is yeah. now. I wonder if season three will start dealing with like monogamy <laughs> and like. And that being said, though, like a kiss isn't going to break up marriage. No, it's like the yeah. it's like the reasons behind it, right? It's the reasons behind it, but it's just so funny for it to happen to the one in the relationship who wanted the marriage. It was important to her. She wanted to be. She's always wanted to get married. Remember when Lena's ex girlfriend came to visit? Yeah, and then she dropped that bomb on Steph, and Steph didn't know about it. Yeah. So it's that, that's Wait. what's so frustrating that it's like it's so important to you. You're the one that couldn't stay faithful. Yeah, Lena's ex girlfriend, which someone on Twitter pointed out, looks a lot like Monty. Yeah, she. Uh, Girls kind of type. No, um, yeah, I don't know. And also, Steph has a temper. Yeah, I, I don't see Steph taking this lightly, especially because they've already they've been having so many issues, and they're not like huge explosive issues, but these are some things that you know they definitely need to be able to talk through. And I wonder, is this something that they're going to bring into season three? Will they go to marriage therapy? Which a lot of couples yeah. do nowadays. It could be also yeah. that this is like something hovering like in the distance mm-hmm. that we as viewers know and is making us nervous, but it doesn't get addressed until like 3B. 
you know, mm-hmm. when she finds uh-huh. out. And then it's exactly. like, why did you wait to tell me if it was nothing? Yes. That, I feel like that's what's going to happen yeah. because I know Lena... It'll either that or Lena will tell it right away. It's going to be one or the other. Yeah. But these women are the core of the show. Yeah. You know, it will cause a fight. They'll argue about it. Steph's reasonable. Mm-hmm. She loves Lena. Like, it's not going to ruin this yeah. relationship. My relationship. My relationship. But like, but I, I like the fact that you guys pointed out that Steph has a temper, though. So that's going to be very dramatic. And Lena's going to be super hurt by it. And Steph will dismiss her. And will, I do think she'll that, be mean. I know that Steph can be mean. I think that they'll wait a little bit to reveal the kiss only because if somebody does well somebody does pass away whether that's Jake T. Austin or it's another character you know so be it but they're gonna wait because they're gonna have to deal with that yeah Monty needs to go bye bye (laughs) (laughs) and one other person said that they absolutely think of uh, Titanic every time they see oh god bless thank you yeah um, yeah, I, it'll be interesting too to see if this is like a potentially an impetus to get Lena like a different job, mm-hmm. just on how they deal with that when it becomes an issue eventually. Because is it that big an issue? No, but it's a TV drama. Yeah. It's got to be an it's issue. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> exactly, and it's a TV. Drama. And it'll be good, but like like you said, we're just not ready for it yet. No. Give us a second, and then we can focus on that yeah. drama. And I think we should, too, say that, like, having... This was the episode where everyone made a very strong declaration about their intentions, Mm -hmm. and then someone talked to them in a really nice way and, like, planted seeds of doubt. Mm -hmm. And so, like, seeing Anna... Talk about Mariana dancing as a child yeah, and sharing these memories that, that Steph and Lena don't have. Mm-hmm. That was just like fascinating to see. That was super fascinating to see because, you know, Lena at the end of the day, they get so frustrated and caught up in their own lives. And then they forgot that the, their whole core and their love is, is are those kids. Like that's what was introduced to us from the beginning. And it was so funny to see both of them just get jealous. Yeah. Like mad. And then to see also like Anna's maternal instincts like flare up. You could yeah. see her loving that. I mean, it. from this, from when she walked up the stairs, when she said she could do anything that she want to, when she told Jesus, I wouldn't, like, it was very motherly, like, for her to say, nope, you know, I, the school's great, but you're 15 and you need to, yeah. it'd be better yeah. for you to be with your family. And I don't want to sound pejorative, but um, being a mother is hard enough when you're a single mom, mm-hmm. and yet Anna is a recovering addict. Which is fine, but also she doesn't have a job currently. She doesn't have mm-hmm. a place to stay. Like she, everything is really stacked against her to, at the moment, not be the best mother to this baby mm-hmm. when she has the option to give it to moms in a house and brothers and sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, it's possible, but she, it's going to take a, a lot of work. And that, like, old apartment she was in wasn't going to cut it. Right. Yeah. Is it weird that I could, I totally can see Anna and Mike being together? Still? Yeah. I mean, I think that Anna would be good for him. I don't want to just make it that they're both recovering addicts, so they should be together. No, yeah. not even for that. Like that's like that's the last reason why. I just the way that they were acting because Anna's a different person now. She's yeah. not the addict that she was. I just yeah. think that Anna would be a great mother, like one year from right now. You know, mm-hmm. she's got everything lined up. She's had a little more sober days under her belt. Um, that's less of an issue. A lot of times with these addictions, it's, like, also to, like, sometimes, like, painkillers, we don't know, and, like, go through pregnancy without any help, or, like, the, the birth. Oh, yeah. Right? I don't know. She's going to get stuck on that epidural. It's going yeah. yeah. to be a completely different experience for her, because she was on drugs the last time around. So, I don't know. If, if I really wanted to mess things up for this show, I would probably let Anna go. The baby lives. And then there's a fight. Between where the baby goes. 
Does it go to the grandparents? Does it go to the fosters? Oh. And that's another because layer. Anna wouldn't be there to make the decision. Exactly. Well, Anna made the decision, but it like was, you said, is it no in legal paperwork. Uh, we have no idea. So, like, ooh, and the grandparents would be like, "That sorry." That's us. And then it's like, that's where Steph and Lena's attention sort of goes to because they're feeling for Mariana and they feel like Mariana should be with her sister. Yes, that is totally a possibility. Yeah, I don't know. That's just me trying to think things out logically. As far as where Jake is, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I, I can't think, even think about that. Now this Bradley tweet is like throwing me the hell off. And I'm like, what are you doing? Well, I think that, here. yeah, I think Jake messed up in tweeting that. Bradley should not have had to have tweet that. It's mm-hmm. only to address what Jake tweeted. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. But things aren't always as, always as they seem. So what are they? What are they? <laughs> right. All right, guys, we've talked a lot of our predictions throughout, but let's jump to the official predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Does anybody have anything official? (laughs) We've named a lot. Um, I think regarding the baby, mm -hmm. I think that maybe the car crash was a um, ploy to make it seem like maybe Jake is off the show and it's like a boarding school. Maybe that goes through. Yeah. But right. Anna dies. The baby's able to survive because mm-hmm. it's so old inside of her. Or so old. It is ancient. It's, you know, past, like, whatever the time is. It's a mm-hmm. preemie. It's fine. Mm-hmm. The baby survives. And, like, that becomes, like, a debate. But mm-hmm. maybe Anna doesn't make it. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Maybe Jake's off the show, but has nothing to do with the car crash. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which, on, for some reason, that would just make me feel better. It I would think make just, me feel better, I too. think they just don't want to see him go that way. Yeah, I, I think if, if, yeah. if it already happened, that sucks. But <laughs> also, like, if someone leaves a show as like a ser- recurring role, series regular, they can always come back as guest starring roles. Mm-hmm. And I think this show is too smart to kill somebody off, unless it's like they're done with that story, right? Because like even in Grey's Anatomy, like when they killed George O'Malley, that was heartbreaking for everyone. But when Catherine Heigl left, she just left and. It was an easy transition because because I think what's so funny is that we know that these characters are fake, but in the back of her head, like, well, at least she's okay now. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, I would just like to know that Jesus is at least learning in a, in a better place in school. Not nothing. <laughs> I agree. He's going to Ivy Leagues. I agree. I, I don't think that. I hope that what I said about Anna might might actually happen. You know, obviously, it, it's sad for Mariana to lose her mom. It's sad for Jesus to lose their mom. If this does happen. Um, but I feel like it would create a lot of, um, it would create a lot of trauma, which they need to sort of rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that Brandon gets into Idlewild and, um, he and Lou will break up. Yeah. yeah. That's just my feeling. But there's only a few more weeks left in the school year. Mm-hmm. So I wonder when they pick the show up, when it comes back in, on in June, is this going to be after the summer and on to a new school year? I have oh, no idea. because we could see some... It would be great to see them over the summer it would and be. what they do. Because I would love to just see them not in school. You and know Lena what? needs that break from Monty. You know what? I was wondering the whole time. We know that the Girls United will be back next mm-hmm. season. I was wondering how that will play out. Because as of now, their story's like wrapped up fairly mm-hmm. nicely. Not tightly, but nicely. Um, but seeing Callie over the summer working her diner mm-hmm. with Daphne could right. be a great way to have that happen. Yes, and I really, I think that Callie, this is good that Foster Adams are going to adopt her because I think that this is going to allow her become very close to Robert. I think that their relationship's going to develop. Yeah. 
More so than anyone thought. Yeah. yeah. Also, I like the idea of the summer happening over the episodes because for every show like this uh, that deals with children and schooling, there's a prescribed amount of time. Eventually, people have to graduate and go to college, yeah. and that will kind of elongate the series a little bit more. Absolutely right, because they could they could potentially do all of season three um, A in the summer. Yeah. They could if they wanted to, although I don't know if they're going to do that. Right. I, I, mean, I have no idea. I don't know. I think that they might have had their first table read, or they're having it soon, so I'm sure we'll hear, but there are things that we do know. We do know that Rosie's going to be back. We do know that Daphne is going to be back. That Ashley's going to be back. That Ashley's going to be back. That Sharinda's going to be back. That... Connor's going to be back, that Hayden's going to be back. Sorry, that Gavin's going to be back. Um, No, you're right. So, we know that these characters are returning. We don't know how many episodes exactly, but it's going to be really exciting and I think I'm just going to miss it. I don't know what's going to fill this void. I know. In my heart. Seriously, I know. (gasps) All right. well, before we go, um, you know, we've had so many amazing guests on our couch this um, season. Mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you to Jillian. Jillian's one that reached out to all of them and booked them. Thank you. Of course. (laughs) We really appreciate that. Um, Tell us where they can find you on social media before we go. Okay. Also, thank you to Hannah because she joined us this season. She was great with us. Um, And you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgine, on Instagram at Steffi G 47. I'll miss you guys so much. Feel free to continue to talk to me about the show throughout this entire break. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jillian Leff, on my Facebook page, Jillian Leff Official, and you guys know that I love to tweet, so be sure to get back to me. I watch a ton of TV, so if you like something, let me know what you like. I might start watching. We can talk about it. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> and I tweet from Jeff Masters 1. Um, over the break, I'll be tweeting about Olivia Pope's wardrobe and her wine consumption. Yes. I also do book reviews and author interviews on Book Circle Online, our sister network, so you can check that out. Um, Until next season, we'll see you then. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I'll see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.